Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Ellen, my life is perfect. Perfect, I tell you. This morning, today, your dad and I were driving, and I said, this is the perfect day. And just as I'm making that announcement, double rainbow. What? Yes. (laughs) Double rainbow. That is the perfect day. It is. So, today... On this perfect day, we are going to be talking about Lady in Waiting by Marie Tremaine in today's mini episode. But first, Mom, if you could go back to any time in history, where would you go? Oh, gosh. (sighs) If I could go back in time to any time in history, where would I go? This is too hard because it, it, it's kind of and for me, it's kind of dependent on am I staying there for good or am I just visiting? Yeah. And if I'm just visiting, then like I would probably pick Regency England just because that's so much about, you know, well, the religious person in me says I should go back and see Jesus. And then uh, other parts of me think I should go back and be at the signing of the Declaration of Independence or I should be, you know. They probably didn't let women into there anyway. Yeah, they probably didn't. Um, <laughs> Let's be honest. I could disguise myself. Um, Not with those hips, you can't. See, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so there's parts of me that think, you know, but then, then there's other parts of me that think, wow. Uh, let's go see the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show or yeah. you know, <laughs> be part of something. So I don't know. It's hard to pick, Ellen. It depends on if I am going to be. But you were like alive during Beatlemania. Um, yeah, but I was like two. <laughs> well, that's true. I Three, guess. four, maybe. You were I mean, more... I, was, I was more aware of the Beatles when the Beatles were, there wasn't the reach and scream going on all the time. Yeah, you were like the yellow submarine days and the. Yes. I was more, I was more the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band days. White yeah. album days. I was, in, I was back in, I was out in that period. Yeah. Well, good job for not answering Sorry, my question. Um, um, I did answer it, <laughs> but there's different aspects of me that want different time periods. Yeah. I thought you would probably pick like American Revolution. I would. Stuff, just because I know that. I wouldn't want to live during that time period though, because it yeah. would suck big time. Um, yeah, it's true. You know, that's. Yeah, I wouldn't want to live during that. Well, that's why I said Regency. Cause, yeah, but am I going to be you know, they a were peasant using... during this time, or am I going to be someone <laughs> yeah, with money during this too. time? Because that makes a ginormous difference. <laughs> that's also true. Um, because they were using corn husks as maxi pads oh, back then, so <laughs> no thanks, Tom Hanks. <laughs> Which are not absorbent or not comfortable. <laughs> Can I visit when I'm ovulating as opposed it's a to menstruating? Lose, lose situation. <laughs> Maybe we can go back with our knowledge and like really help these people out. No, we can't butterfly. <laughs> no, we're gonna, we're gonna seem like freaking geniuses. What cotton pads? What are you saying? Mind blown. <laughs> oh boy. Although, you know, back then, they anytime they were, like, indisposed, that was usually when they were on their periods, just because they didn't want to walk around with all that stuff Yeah, I can understand. And 
I can't I can get behind laying in bed all day while you're on your period. <laughs> I can't get behind that. Well, that's that. only if you're rich. Otherwise, you're out working in the fields <laughs> and just letting the flow go. That's true. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Ellen. Um, yeah, yeah, so it would depend on am I wealthy or poor? Am I there for good or am I there for short time? That's true. There's just too many, too many variables in this, Ellen. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't pin this down enough really? for you in this question. Okay. So let's get okay. to this book. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about Lady in Waiting by Marie Tremaine. This was her debut novel and the first in her Reluctant Brides series. Um, the second book, The Viscount Can Wait, came out last October. And the third book is set to come out this summer. And... Reading the first book, it's pretty obvious who the second book Very is going to be about. Yeah. Um, so here's the description that I wrote. And then I think the epilogue even introduces who the third book is going to be about. There's a brief mention of of, of a girl, and I'm like, so yeah, she's why would they mention her at all? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I see what they did there. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay, so here's the description I wrote. For heiress Clara Mayfield, the season after she helps her sister to elope is a disaster, ending with her engaged to the monstrous Baron Rutherford. Rather than marry the man, she herself runs away and hides under the guise of housemaid Helen at the estate of the reclusive Earl of Ashworth. For William, the Earl of Ashworth, his time away from society is the result of a horrific accident that took most of his family, leaving him heir and partly responsible for his now-widowed sister and her daughter. Despite his reluctance to return to society, he knows that he must find a bride and carry on the family line. Proving to be a distraction to those plans, however, is the new, vivacious, and beautiful housemaid, Helen. Soon the the attraction between the two becomes... Too much for either of them to deny, but can William face the criticism of society by marrying a housemaid? And can Clara trust that William will feel the same way about her as he does about Helen? So, Mom, what did you think of Lady in Waiting? I liked this book, but I'll tell you what I really liked about it is, and I have told Ellen this already, but it was just fun to read a good old-fashioned historical romance, which we haven't read yeah. for a, a while. I mean, we read yeah. our, you know, by possession, which was our medieval time, and then you know we kind of dabbled in other time periods a little bit, but just a good old-fashioned Regency romance. Yeah, I mean, long-time listeners of the show will remember that we mainly started just reading historical because I wouldn't and read Mom, anything else. <laughs> Yeah, mom would like mom was pretty. I only want to read historicals. That's like all I want to read in the romance genre. I'm the like, contemporary okay. scared me. I was really worried that they were. Gonna... <laughs> and the next one we have coming up, I have a feeling might oh, be exactly yeah, what I was concerned about. about. Um, but yeah, so we were like exclusively historical historical girls, whereas now we don't get that many historicals in these days. Oh. So we both kind of enjoyed the experience of getting back to our roots a little bit yeah. and reading. And this definitely is like a good old-fashioned historical. Well, you've got your mustache twirly villain. Oh, yeah, you time. do. And, yeah. uh, man. That... I have a question on that, by the way. Were barons ever good? No, like, barons was there ever a moralistic baron? <laughs> no. Earls are good. Dukes, of course, are close to saints. And, uh, but barons are always Satan are incarnate. always bad and mustache twirly and 
Rapey. Very rapey. Rapey barons. Somebody's going to have to, like, point out to me if there's, if there's a historical romance where the hero is a baron. I'm sure there is. And he's a good guy. And he's a good... Well, a hero of a romance novel is always going to end up being a good guy. Because oh, these were... They're bad barons. <laughs> I just feel like anytime there's a baron in a historical romance novel, he's... They're always bad. Evil. Yeah. Um, evil. Like the fruits of the devil. Of the devil. Um, so... Um, yeah, so anyway, I interrupted you in talking about... So, I enjoyed that. And then the passion was off the charts. Whoop! Yeah. From the get-go. Like, they met, and it was a passion to, you know, for the, uh, for the ages. Yeah. I have a question kind of around this, so I'm, I'm gonna withhold my comments on that. I will withhold mine as well. So, there (laughs) Um, you go. I really liked all the side characters, too. Like, kind of this... Very much. I was, really liked all the little people that she worked with. And little people. Yeah. All the little people. <laughs> One percenter here. All the poor, <laughs> all the poor little all people. The poor little people. <laughs> no, I really liked all the people that she worked with uh, in... It was very kind of, like, Downton Abbey-esque, yes. right? Because you got kind of, like, the upstairs-downstairs. And um, you got to spend a lot of time with... The house staff, which we don't always get to do in historicals. Um, So, yeah, I liked that aspect of it. And, um, yeah, I liked her getting to and her becoming very chummy and friendly with all the house staff, especially later on as she becomes, you know, the lady of the house, the lady of the house that, you know, they kind of have to work that out. And I thought. Anyway, that aspect was kind of fun. I agree. Um, okay, what did you think of Clara slash Helen as our heroine? She was, she's what I like in a heroine. She was sweet, feisty, you know, wasn't going to take crap from anybody. So she ran mm-hmm. off and uh, uh, I don't know. I just, you know, kind of took her life into her own hands, but still was lamenting the loss of her former life and um I thought she was great yeah I I liked her a lot too and I liked that you know she was feisty and she always kind of did the right thing even if it was going to potentially screw up you know her situation and get her in trouble yeah and I and and the fact that she would like do things like she didn't know how to be a maid I mean I do think she may have had an iron deficiency of some kind because she would get lightheaded super easy. <laughs> <laughs> they probably did all so those. Give that girl a know. steak. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that about a lot of, you know, I feel like people fainted. Yeah, maybe there was something lacking in their diets back then because women seemed to faint a lot more than they do now. Well, she just, you know, every little thing made her lightheaded. And I'm like, cheese girl. Get some blood in that brain. Well, she's not used to hard labor either. Apparently. It makes her pass out. (laughs) Um, But I liked that she always took kind of the high road, right? Because, like, even with Amelia, who was this housemaid who was pretty rotten to her in the beginning. Right. 
she was always just like, well, thank you, Amelia. That's so kind. <laughs> you know, well, and, and, and she, she definitely could have stuck it to Amelia multiple times and chose, yeah. like you said, to take the high road. So good. Honor. And then, you know, she eventually ends up maybe saving Amelia's life, but at least getting her out of the yeah. clutches of Scanlan. Scanlan, who's scandalous. Um, but yeah, and she saves Amelia. She saves. Why am I blanking on the niece's name? Rosa. Rosa. That's right. I knew it was something like that. Um, yeah, and you know she was always in danger of her situation being revealed, but she would often choose to do the right thing, even. In spite of that. But I did love all the personalities and all the staff. I know we kind of talked about this already, but it just made me think of Oscar, the little kid that worked in the kid, you know, the boy that worked in. Well, he was a kid. I think he was like (laughs) 16 or something. So, (laughs) okay. That worked in the stables and, uh, you know, how he's like, I don't want to give you a horse. (laughs) Yeah. And then he was afraid he's going to get in trouble. And I don't know. I just liked all the. Matthew was cute. And Tess, who was in love with Oscar and. Just all the little personalities. She had Stella, who was kind of her chum, right? Yes. Um, I wrote down this line because this one cracked me up. Um, William is talking about how he like has to set a precedent because he's master of the house and things like that. And it says Clara felt an inappropriate thrill at the notion of Lord Ashworth (laughs) asserting himself as her master, and I was like. Clara, <laughs> Clara, you're, in, you're into uh, kind of the the kinky stuff a little bit, huh? You Maybe. go, Clara. <laughs> so, speaking of master of the house, what did you think of William as our hero? I liked him. I liked that he kind of had, you know, he was a little broken in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of had a problem with. Uh, that he kept hitting, I mean, he just was so overcome with his desire for her that he kept hitting on, essentially, his housemaid. Okay, let's save that, because I have a question. <laughs> okay. But he does redeem himself when he says he was going to marry her anyway, regardless. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like, you know, our, especially I feel like our historical heroes always need to have a little bit of a broken backstory or be some sort of a rake or something because well the journey you know. the journey has to take place well and they're always rich gentry guys so it's like they have to have something wrong with them. <laughs> <laughs> um but once again we have a guy who is super sweet with a kid yep and there's just something biologically about us that makes that super attractive to us there was even a line yeah. in there about what is it about a man being kind to a child that is so attractive? I'm like, yeah, girl. It's true. It's a thing. Um, Also that he threw out Scanlan when he was molesting Amelia and hit Clara. Like you hit the wrong housemaid. (laughs) Well, he was going to throw him out even just for what he did to Amelia. But then when he hit, you know, Helen. That made him see the red. Yeah. Um, like viciously, yeah, like I broke the door down and just went all animalistic on him. I'm like, yes, William, you go. <laughs> and I liked how Matthew was like, I would have hit him, but 
you know the earl had that well taken care <laughs> yeah. of and i couldn't get a <laughs> couldn't get a lick in edgewise <laughs> yeah um but yeah i think that at least for him part of like why their passion is so big is because he has been so broken and has been kind of keeping himself away um to then when she comes and it's just this like bright light for him he's just immediately drawn to her um this is towards the end he tells her you're the first dream i've had after a seemingly unending chain of nightmares clara i'd give my entire world to be with you and it's like i I highlighted that one too yeah that's a good line um that was a good one so this is kind of alluding to what you were touching on earlier how do you think the upstairs downstairs nature of their relationship was handled you mean that she was a housemaid well like kind of because first of all in most all the other books we've read a guy that hits on his housemaid is usually you know like a bad guy yeah and um you know, even though she is giving him overtures as to... Because she was the first one to kiss him. Yes, I wrote that down. Because <laughs> it is it is important that she's the first one to make a move. Move. And, I think um, to this, yes. di- this relationship. Because he was holding himself back, holding himself back. And then as soon as she was like... Well, and she makes a move. And, you know, he reciprocates. But then he kind of rejects her. Right. And says, like, no, I'm not interested like go I can't away. do this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he's trying to do the right thing. I get it. Yeah. But still she's his housemaid. <laughs> you know how yeah. I am. I, I you know. Anyway, I mean it all works out in the end and it's great. But uh you know, there's still that is taboo. I think she did as good with that as a premise as she could have. Right, I agree. I think I think it's it is important that she makes the first move, he rejects it. He mentions a lot that he recognizes that this is not he would never he would normally never do this. Um well, and, and he rejects her like multiple times. It's not just yeah. the one time. You know, sometimes it's her putting the brakes on it. But, you know, sometimes it's him. And so he's he's really he's really torn and tortured by this thing, Ellen. Yeah. I know, Mom. <laughs> well, and also, um, you know, I think it's important, too, that he he always recognizes that there's something different about her. You know, he doesn't know that she's an heiress, but he's like, she, she gives it back to me. Right. And that's different than a normal housemaid. So I think that that kind of equalizes the power. Not, it doesn't fully equalize it, but it kind of alleviates some of the power discrepancy between the two of them. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's slightly problematic, but I think she handles it really well in, in writing that. I agree. Um, and it's also super important that he says he would marry her before he realizes that she's actually yeah he was willing to just throw all conventions aside and marry his housemaid before he realized that she was an heiress yeah i wrote i wrote down this line uh and he hadn't 
And hadn't he also known that what he would do when he found his housemaid, despite his elaborate farce of an attempt to find a respectable wife tonight, hadn't he known? Yes, he would make her his countess and set the tall in a flame. And that's also important, too. Because I was, when I when I could see what was coming, that all was going to be revealed and that he was going to catch up. Because, you know, at one point, the Baron is at a house party and he realizes he finds Clara right. as a housemaid and he kind of kidnaps her and takes off with her. And William chases after her. And he realizes in that moment, like, when I catch her, no matter what, I'm going to marry her because... Obviously, I feel strongly. He wants to protect her, and he wants to be able to, you know, do that legally. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, I think, I think she handled it well. Um. I would agree, Ellen. Yeah. Um, okay, so, these two are hot for each other from jump. I mean. So, what did you. Like, page six. Yeah. So what did you think of that? How did that work in the book for you? Um, It was fine. It was a little weird in the beginning. It was just like, wow, all he did was save her from a carriage running over her and just him grabbing her. And she's like, oh, feeling the heat of his body and his firm chest. And it's like, really? Seriously? (laughs) I can't think of a person on the planet that I have ever thought that about. And, um, you know, right off the bat. And really, you can't like think of a single person. Not a single person. Seriously, (laughs) I feel like I've seen I've seen some guys like walking down the street where if that happened and like he looked at me like that, I would be like, "Yes, take me now." Yeah, but we all know what kind of girl you are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but to the degree that these two had it, just I mean, just like. Super hot passion right from, like, first glance, literally. Okay, so do you know what I kept thinking with this? Is that if this was, like, a movie or something, it would be so hot. Because you wouldn't get them their thoughts about how hot they are for each other. You would just see it, like, in action. In glances and, it would just be, and in stolen yeah, looks. And in, like, touches and things like that. And it would be so... So hot. Like, that's what I kept thinking. I kept thinking of that moment, you know, in the Kira Knightley uh, Pride and Prejudice, like when he helps her up into the carriage and then he kind of like flexes his hand because it was just like too much to help her up into the carriage. And I just kept thinking like this would, if this was made into a movie, it would just be like a ton of moments like that <laughs> where, and I would just be a puddle on the floor. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, it would be, and people would be like, "Those two are weird." <laughs> um, I did also like the element of her always feeling like kind of pissed off. Like if he had just come to that party, yeah. maybe we would have like, because they did. They really like fell in love at first like, sight immediately. You know? And he even says later on, he says, "Yeah, if I'd gone to that ball." I would have seen you and everything would have been different. Yeah. So it's like, I, I liked that she was always kind of like resentful that. <laughs> See, like, just uh, come to that dang ball. Yeah. Um, so I like that. Um, yeah, I think if there had been 
you know, because we've talked about this before um, with some of these that happen really quickly. I think if there had been, like, some resistance other than their situation between their feelings for each other, there could have been some fun to be had there in resistance of feelings, but these two did not do that at all. They didn't resist anything. No. I mean, they resisted Um, physical stuff. Yeah. Um... But, yeah, I mean, it was also kind of fun to have, you know, because they, like, they were straight up in heat for each other, like, from the beginning. They were at an 11 from the get-go. Yeah. But, let's talk about sex, baby. Yeah. Fairly tame. Well, they didn't do anything for a long time. Yeah. And, yeah, even fairly tame. Like, they didn't, because they didn't have sex sex until like the very end yeah till after he had rescued her from the bear yeah yeah so we appreciate that around here <laughs> um at least i do, do. we though <laughs> i like i like a fairly tame especially in preparation for next week which sounds like it's yeah. gonna not be seriously um but yeah, I, I liked that, though, because also kind of in connection with their upstairs-downstairs type relationship, you know, that they held off for a long time right. in actually doing anything. True. So I think that that also worked well for that element. Um. So, Mom, what was your swooniest moment? Okay. Um. I thought about this throughout the entire book. I was thinking about it. Oh my goodness! I know. I did you actually prepared. I did my in homework. Some respect, <laughs> but I would have to say my swooniest moment is when he saved her from the Baron, and had the thoughts of he was going to marry her anyway, even though she was a maid. But now he was finding out that she was this heiress and you know a member of society and all that. And um, he, you know, just oh, and when he tells the Baron. I've already had her. <laughs> and she's so, like, what? No, you wait, haven't. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. The, um, uh, you know, just so that, and he's just looking at her like, don't say anything. Don't ruin this. <laughs> yeah. But I think that was my swooniest moment when he saved her from the Baron. Okay. So my swooniest moment was when she's in the library and she finds this book oh, on like the history of so cute that was cute. the history of France or something and he asks her she asks him like what it says and he supposedly reads her a line but he really reads her like your smile is so beautiful or something like that in French thinking that she doesn't understand French but she does and um so i thought that was really that was cute, cute. and spoony i agree that was cute and spoony and then she kept yeah. remembering it because. Yeah. And then she calls him out on it later. later. He's like, oh, you knew what I meant. You knew what I She's said. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That was cute. That was cute. Um, and it was kind of like one of their first, you know, getting to kind of. Well, one of their first little flirty little moments. So. Yeah. So I liked yeah. that one. That was cute. Good call. Um, Mom, any other thoughts on Lady in Waiting. No, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was fun to get back to our historical roots. And I thought it was just a fun historical romp of a romance. 
yeah, it was um, pretty pretty classic in terms of all the tropes that we usually get out of a historical romance. Um, but yeah, it was fun. It was a sweet little book, and um, you know, pretty predictable along the way. But um, aren't they all aren't, to yeah. a certain degree? Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, but yeah, we thought it was really cute. Um, Marie Tremaine is going to be at KissCon in a few weeks, as are we. So um, we will be excited to tell her in person how much we love the book. Um, So those are our thoughts on Lady in Waiting by Marie Tremaine. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, Goodreads Group, our Twitter, which is at NotYourMom'sRom, or you can email us at NotYourMom'sRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On March 18th, (laughs) we will be discussing Hate to Want You by Alicia Rye. Uh, we have been warned by the ladies at Heaving Bosoms that this is going to be a difficult one for Mom and I to get through together. Well, I think um, their exact words were, they can't wait for us to do it because they want to hear how we tackle this <laughs> React <thing."> to <laughs> some of uh, the more risque moments of the book. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. It's going to be interesting. I'm totally um, looking forward to it. Not necessarily, <laughs> I'm not looking necessarily forward to reading, you know, you know the, the sexy parts I'm really looking forward to watching you squirm when we have to talk about them yeah it's gonna be fun so remember you can subscribe on iTunes Google Play Stitcher Spotify and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free and don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show and we just love to read them alright thanks mom you are welcome Ellen see you next time yes I will be here bye right, bye <laughs>